Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of the 9206 show. This is a uh, weekly live stream podcast where Donovan and I are just going to talk a lot. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> so put all of our uh, banter into one podcast because anyone can have a podcast now. Taylor Marshall is a podcast. Steve Skojak is a podcast. Just so, just so you know, this we... is not a ripoff of the Taylor Marshall show. And to prove it, we're going to have a fun intro, so let's cue that right now. Okay, so I don't know if we heard anything from that because I actually am not watching it. I guess. Oh, oh here. yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so great. <laughs> That's gonna sound terrible in the feedback, but there's totally music. Okay, well, actually, I mean, it, it didn't sound too bad when I heard it on your end. So, however, I hear it is however the listeners are hearing it. We're recording on my computer. Um. <laughs> but it works, so <laughs> it totally works. It was like crystal clear. It actually worked. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm very very relieved uh, <laughs> to hear that because uh, you know you never know how how things are are gonna uh, turn out. So of course this is this is gonna be like one of those podcasts where we sort of just like figure things out as we go with all the technical difficulties and all that and all of that's gonna be included and whatever it's just gonna have to be how it is um, okay um, first on the agenda um, I wanted to say how Admiral was that like it's kind of how one day I decided with a rosary that I was going to do it outside, and the next day you had to do it outside. I mean, I thought it was a great idea. Also, my mom is like, "Why are you doing this inside? Where like you're showing us the mess, showing everyone the messy house and everything?" And I was like, "I guess I can do it outside." Um, I think my mom has made some guest appearances in the live stream once or twice. I don't know if you watch really closely. Oh, I. I can't. I don't. I don't really see your your face. Is sort of like fills up the entire camera when you do it, so it's it's hard to see anyone in the background. <laughs> yeah, I use my phone and I just use it like right up close. Right. Well, I'm it's using hard. my phone right now too. I have mine hooked up to my computer to be used as a webcam because webcams are impossible to find these days. I think... Who uses webcams? When they did the transition to Zoom, that was the part that really got me was like who uses a webcam now it, even because all the professors are like trying to require us to use webcams and i know that some of the colleges actually especially the graduate schools now that they're doing examinations what they're doing is they're requiring you to be on webcam and they do is they hire i think a lot of them are in the philippines to proctor you virtually oh, to just watch you the entire time my classes are not proctored so wink wink nudge nudge i'm not failing any classes this semester <laughs> are you admitting but, to mortal sin here 
So we're just going to go out with the big old R word. We're going to talk the regalia. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about some some stuff that's a little bit more local first. Um, yeah. So so right now we are about at the end of the Colombian year. So we are um, currently electing officers. And let's take a look a little bit at uh, at the candidates here. I should have I should have had this up because I am not prepared for this whatsoever. I might just do the same John Cantius. This might take us a while, I think. But... Right. So so right now our 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 election field looks uncontested. I'm not going to go over. Uh, Names. Any well, I guess we could talk about names, but we we can't. That uh, we don't have any results, obviously, right? That that's that that'll come in June. So no, it would be should... rather difficult for us to conduct those votes, so we can't do it in person. That's the other right. Thing. So so that was that was a a huge challenge to get through. Is just like how do we conduct a vote? Um, I think for a lot of I think for all all of those councils out there that are trying to uh, figure out a way to do elections and they haven't figured it out yet I actually highly recommend Flocknote um I know Flocknote uh requires payments but uh if your parish uses Flocknote uh already you could piggyback off of their subscription to use for Knights of Columbus and I thought that was very generous of our parish to do that for us Oh wonderful um, yeah and oh. it allows you to collect do an election without um without having people accidentally vote twice. Um, so that that's actually huge, because if you did this on, say, Google Forms or Microsoft, uh, whatever Microsoft's version of Google Forms is, um, you either have to force everyone to sign up for a Google or Microsoft account, or you can have them vote as many times as they want. And, and that that's not to say that anyone in your council probably has malice, but, like, Imagine if someone were to click the button, the submit button twice, right? Now that's two, two submissions. Or if, you know, you, uh, someone submitted it and forgot they submitted it, and then they go back and they're like, ooh, officer elections, and then they vote again. It, it'll be hard to distinguish which, which election is correct. Of course, if you have a very uncontested election, then it, a lot of those issues aren't... Um, aren't necessarily there but uh even if you have only one candidate it, it's always good to have uh good election practices um to to ensure that everything is fair for everybody um right oh and i i i should probably make this announcement as well because a lot of people are gonna be like why is he on the channel shouldn't he be doing stuff for 4060 I have effectively made the decision that I'm transferring back to 9206, even though I live right near St. Isidore Church, because, I, I mean, a lot of you probably know this, but I'm I'm fully a parishioner in a traditionalist Catholic parish. So I attend the Latin Mass, and I commute out to a parish in the city um, to attend the Latin Mass. So, I mean, as much as I love the St. Isidore community, I don't have too much of a connection there. So, And I'm more interested in the, you know... The ideas, the mission, you know, that's going on at the 9206 Council. So I will be transferring back as soon as I can. And I'm hoping, you know, especially with this um, Internet apostolate that Dominic has um, working to get more involved, um, you know, in that. And, uh, and not just to make this rosary a one-time thing. 
but to, you know, get fully committed to having an interactive, you know, internet presence. Right. And, and right now we're doing the rosary because in our council, um, uh, right now I am the faith director of our council and I've made the, I guess, executive decision that until this coronavirus crisis is over, we're going to be, uh, doing another rosary crusade. So usually every year we do a rosary crusade, um, during Lent. And uh, for obvious reasons, Lent is a, is a very solemn time, and, and we have all of our brothers commit to saying the rosary every single day for the entire 40-day period of Lent. Um, we also have special times that we've called for rosary crusades, um, especially times where, where there's a, a lot of tragedy happening. Um, like last year, there were a lot of school shootings, so we also called for a rosary crusade at that time. Um, and, and now I've called for another rosary crusade, uh, this time because of the coronavirus crisis. Um, but you could expect at least to, to have a daily rosary, um, on Facebook live, uh, at least during Lent. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to resume this during Lent, assuming that this doesn't spill over into next Lent, which would be absolutely terrible. Yeah. I don't even want to entertain that. Yeah. You know, right, God forbid I, even Christmas. Right, right. I mean, that would be that would be disastrous. So, even though Advent is a time of joy and anticipation too, you know, we should make certain penances during the time of Advent. You know, in anticipation of the Nativity, it's tradition to fast um, actually before Christmas and before Pentecost, because Pentecost is coming up too. Pentecost is the birthday of the Church. So that Saturday, you should, you know, I would, I'm going to be abstaining from meat. Um, and, you know, probably going to have, you know, one meal and then two small snacks in between, um, which is, you know, regular fasting. That's a great way to do penance for, you know, our sins and, you know, for injustices. There's a lot of injustices, blasphemous against our Lord Jesus Christ, blasphemies against Mary. Um you know, blasphemies against the Holy Ghost, you know, things that, you know, not just offend God, but hurt God, you know? Right. Uh, on, on Christmas Eve, I actually um, note that the Byzantine Catholics do a fast on Christmas Eve. They don't eat at all um, until they attend <laughs> attend Divine Liturgy. So Byzantines actually... don't even drink water during fast, traditionally. <laughs> Right, they're gonna they're gonna kill themselves. What whatever. See, that's, 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 that's why I'm glad that we're Roman Catholics. Right, so we could we pick and choose. Right, we could we could be cafeteria Byzantines. <laughs> because generally speaking, we only have to fast on we only have to abstain from Fridays, you know, and then fast like one or two times a year, if we're going by what's required of us under pain of sin, you know, the Holy Father, you know, does still recommend we fast. Ev- or abstain, not fast, right. abstain every Friday. Yeah, I understand. Right. We're supposed to be. We're we're supposed. There are a few times we're supposed to fast. There are a few times we're supposed to feast. So like, uh, we're supposed to fast on on um, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday at bare minimum. But we are also supposed to feast apparently on every single day of the octave of Easter. That, yes. Yeah. So so even if you are doing observing uh, abstinence from meat on Fridays. Um, in the octave of Easter, that Friday, you're supposed to feast, so you don't have Sushi to. Sushi buffet, call it in between. 
<laughs> yeah, you could do a sushi buffet if you want. Um, if we're out, okay, if we're out by Pentecost, and you have my word on this, if we're out by Pentecost, that Friday night, we're going to get sushi, like a buffet, <laughs> or like do something nice, because I think the Pentecost octave, too, is a... Uh, Where on earth are we going to find a sushi buffet? All the good ones are gone. Like, Tommy and Cockroach is gone. How, how much money do you want to put at buffets if there's no longer to be a, a thing? Uh, I don't think it's going to be no longer a thing. Because I think there's, I think the, the I, I think big ones like like Golden Corral might might survive and pull through. Um but things like sweet tomatoes, they were sort of dying already regardless of of whether coronavirus was going to hit them cuz their menu has in a minute. Huh? I haven't been to sweet tomatoes in a minute. Yeah, they they are um their menu has honestly gotten stale and when I was going uh, to sweet tomatoes, like when I was in high school, like it was extremely crowded, and I think I went maybe about a month ago, and uh, we got seated immediately during what's supposed to be the dinner rush hour. So, it's uh, I mean their 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 thing has been dying, especially with their competition has also been dying. If you look up Fresh Choice, um, or or California Fresh, or, Fresh John. yeah, we won in Dublin. Right, right. There used to be one at the mall, uh, and there used to be like a fresh choice at like every single mall. Um, there was. It was at Stone Ridge, and that's where the. Yep. That's where the. Oh, it might not be any there. It might might not be anywhere because it was a buckhorn grill. Now it's like a men's warehouse or something. No, there is a um, counter burger. They have counters, that gourmet burger place. It's pretty good. No, no, it's not not that. Counter Burger is right behind um, Cheesecake Factory, and that's not what used to be Fresh Choice. Fresh Choice used to be right next to Baja Fresh, which is now uh, Baja Fresh is gone. Fresh Choice is now a, a men's warehouse. Is there a California pizza kitchen still there? Yeah, it's still there. Um, you really can't go wrong with pizza, but CPK is overrated. I'm just going to make that an official 9206 <laughs> position. If we have like a page of like, what do we stand for? <laughs> California you, Pizza Kitchen being overrated is probably there. You get like spring rolls and stuff like that. I'm like, why do I want spring rolls with my pizza? I, I Don't get me wrong. If what? you can have various appetizers, yeah. but it's a little strange to go get spring rolls from a pizza place. I don't know about you, but that just doesn't ring right. I mean, I like CPK. It's It's fine. It's just fine. I mean, it's not like, yeah, ex- exceptional. <laughs> Zachary's, on the other hand, we're fully supportive of Zachary's and whatever they stand for. Sure. Um, sure, why not? Hometown we'll Buffet, make... too. I'm, I'm like Googling Hometown Buffet. There's one in Hayward. And then from there, it's Stockton and Fairfield. Like, oh, yeah, that's that another place... one that's dying out. Yeah, Hometown Buffet is terrible. But, um, but I, it's I have... Move. It's classic. That's yeah. like a classic buffet. I mean, don't get me wrong. Not every place is going to eat Bacchanal buffet. Right, obviously. Um, I I have hopes for for Golden Corral, especially since they've been expanding and not contracting. But this is not a business podcast. Why are we talking about this stuff? All right, guys, buy all of your stocks in Golden Corral right now. Okay. Sushi buffet is actually what I was thinking. (laughs) We'll 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 copy we'll copy the Motley Fool podcast. it's like uh, all all of the opinions are are opinions of the hosts. Do not uh, buy stock, buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Blah blah blah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You seriously shouldn't take us as legal advice because if you take us as legal advice, you really like you you should probably talk to a priest to get your priorities straight. <laughs> but 
Um, Tokyo Sushi Buffet in Hayward. That's a good one. There's that sushi one's sushi. gone. It's called Hinata now, and it's what? Really? terrible, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, the owners sold the, the business, and uh, yeah, it it wasn't doing too well. Which is terrible because, like, that, that was, like, a move. Um, every year, there is a mass for the canonization of Father Michael McGivney, and it's at um, All Saints Church there in Hayward. And really, for those of you in the Bay Area, it's the day between the day that Father Mar- Michael... Because he was, he was like, I believe he was born on August 13th. I'm actually going to just confirm that before I just give out any facts here. He was born on August 13th, if I recall correctly. He died on August 15th. No, yeah, it was the 12th and the 14th. He was born on August 12th, then he died on August 14th. So on August 13th, there is a mass in at All Saints in Hayward usually for Father Michael McGivney. And really, mm-hmm. all nights should be, you know, at least praying for the canonization effort of Father McGivney. That would be huge for the order if if we have a canonized saint as the as the founder. As founder. Yeah. yeah. Which he I, was a he was a saintly man. But he's he's right now he's like venerable, right? He's like one step away from becoming a saint. Yeah, he's venerable. Yeah, so so that means what what needs to happen? So he just needs like one more miracle, right? Right. Um. So so that means uh, if you ha- need some, you just need to pray to him uh for something miraculous to happen, and then report said miracle to your bishop. Uh, well, specifically right? to the archdiocese of Hartford, they're the one with the open case. Oh, okay. I figured if you if you talk to your your local bishop, they'll relay that, and. Uh, but I guess I guess you might have to talk to the Archdiocese of Hartford. So, um, but right now he is he is a venerable, so he just needs some one person to be cured of cancer after being prayed to. So that that's basically it. It's he he is it's he's just a step away, and we're we're very very close, um, all things considered. Because that means uh, if you're venerable, right? He wasn't he wasn't martyred, so he has. Already has well, one for, for, one miracle under his belt, I think. He was he was declared venerable in two thousand eight by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, in recognition of heroic virtue. Um, but um, it's interesting because, like, reading up, even like on right. the old constitutions of the knights. Well, right um, now it says that there is a miracle under investigation. That's a report from two thousand thirteen. Really. Yeah, so well, so it, I mean, it could be that, um, I mean, he was venerable. He just needs one miracle. It could be that this miracle is it. And if this miracle, uh, if this miracle goes through and, and is declared a miracle, then, then he gets immediately canonized. Uh, and that would be huge. So we just need to, I mean, if you, if you have a special intention to pray to him for, please, by all means do that. Um, but th- this is, this is cool. I'm just looking the, all of this up right now. And, uh, this is something we can definitely pray for, pray for, for a speedy investigation into this miracle for him to, to get canoni- canonized status. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, it, we, we also got to remember too, that, that whether or not someone's in heaven is entirely up to God. Um, we're just trying to investigate to, to ensure that he's in heaven. So we're just praying that the investigation confirms that, um, we're not praying for him to be put into heaven by the church. That's not something that actually happens. No, of course not. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I have good hope. Um, and for other councils, cause I know this is a thing that really not as many parishes should do or not, not should do, sorry, are doing. So talk to your priests, your chaplain of your council about saying a mass. Um, I, I, on at least maybe August 13th or August 14th for the cause of his canonization, or at least the memory, because there's a lot of the testimony of the original knights. Yep. Where were we? You could even read up on all the charitable stuff. Like for fun fact, um, I'm, I, I'm not even like telling a story here or, you know, giving a fact, but the, or a you know, complete accounting. But back in the days, you know, where tensions were, you know, definitely stronger in regards to Jim Crow, you know, and the Ku Klux Klan, ultimately, they, they're not just, you know, against black people, they're against Catholics, too. Um, they were going to try to kill a priest, actually, I believe this was in Florida. So the Ku Klux Klan was, you know, they were about to go and assault on this rectory to kill this priest. And luckily, the Knights already knew that. So they stood outside, circling this rectory, all armed with shotguns, you know, <laughs> could right, in true knightly priest. fashion. Yeah. That's the stuff we should start doing. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't, we shouldn't necessarily be militarily arming ourselves for right now. There's no, there's no massive threat, but, um, I think, um, no. especially in a, in a time where, where priests have been assaulted for, um, well, actually this, this was, this was actually brand like something that was pretty recent. Um, Remember when when there was another like sexual um, allegation scandal in the church uh, like last year, um, there were a lot of like death threats on on the priest and our council stepped up and said like, listen every 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 night in our council needs to look out for Father Ray, and just keep an eye on him after mass and make sure no one tries anything after mass. Um, I think at minimum that's something we should be doing. I don't think, because um, I mean, we don't have the the KKK out trying to lynch people right now, but no. um, there there are going to be people that are are actively hostile towards the priest and hostile towards Catholics that we should all be ready to physically defend against. Um, but I'll tell you what, this we should be arming ourselves with our rosaries every single day, regardless of the situation. Because um, no matter what, there's always something to pray for, and if it, even if you don't know what to pray for um god hears your prayers yeah well i mean god hears your prayers and the prayers will be allocated accordingly uh to what needs to be so so always 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 just arm yourselves with our greatest weapon the rosaries because uh we are all a team and if you're not praying the rosary every single day you're not you're not contributing to the team (laughs) Um, now the rosary and I know the Dominican spirituality, they, they, the Dominicans strongly at least pray, get through all 15 decades in a week, bare minimum. They don't do luminous mysteries. Uh, well, the, 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 they're, they're optional. Oh, I see. I wouldn't say they're canonically part. And I mean, this is, I actually pray them as a penance. So. Some Fridays I will pay. I'll pray all the fifteen, and if I'm feeling like I really haven't done enough penance that day, I'll pray the luminous too. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but sometimes, if you're doing just the three, 
sometimes you end up repeating, like, especially the joyful, you end up repeating a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I know the joyful, like off the top of my head, like that's the one that I probably pray the most. Well, you so the luminous say, is a good little switcheroo yeah. in between sometimes. I think the you luminous- say all of them about twice, right? Except for the luminous on Thursdays. Um, but sometimes yeah. you say some of them three times because Sundays tends to switch around. I think during ordinary time we say glorious, but every other time, like during Lent, we say like sorrowful, or um. When do we say joyful mysteries? Is that during Christmas? I think Sundays during Advent is joyful. Okay, right, because joyful mysteries all pertain to to uh, to the visitation, the, the annunciation, right, the nativity, the, the nativity and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Presentation of the temple, the finding of the temple. So you remember them off the top of your head because you're more trad than me. I am brand new to all Once this crap. Him, so I've been praying the rosary every single day for a while. Yeah. I, I try to I pray it every single day. I, I somewhat make the intention to do so. I even if I don't, I'll even like pray it in the car while I'm driving or something like that. Because um, I'm 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 spiritually entrusted at Opus Dei, so they have always made the case. And when we do these examination of conscience, have you prayed the Rosary today? You need to pray the Rosary today more than anything. You know, and, daily and... masses. Right. Praying the rosary is actually very easy to do in the car, especially if you have a daily commute. Um, because if you are a subscriber to like Apple Music or Spotify, there are MP3 recordings of the rosary on there for free. Um, there's even stuff on YouTube for you to download for free of people reciting the rosary. And if you just play that in your car you while you're driving, your car. You, can have our you could play us in, in your car. Sure. Why not? Um, if we... <laughs> I know, I know some of you do listen to in the car. I hope you're not watching in the car. You should be driving and pay attention in the road. But um, it, you, you could download like a, um, just like a, an MP3, or I guess they're called M4As now, but no one's going to call them that. You can download like a, an album an audio of file. an audio file. There you go, of all the rosaries being like said. you use Flack. Right, but I don't think iPhones play Flack, so... I'm having trouble downloading SVGs even. I was like trying to download an SVG file because that's what they use for a lot of those like high quality images and like iPhones won't do it. Right. All I got to say like is the one the one that I listen to is the one from um, St. Francis Xavier Parish in Massachusetts. Uh, they do they do a great rosary um, with with all of their parishioners and they just recorded that and put that on iTunes. And so I think the entire album can be purchased for about $10. Um, it includes all four mysteries, and and if you if you are unfamiliar with the rosary, it's a good way for you to familiarize yourself because they they say it perfectly every single prayer. It's very easy to follow along, and if you're just listening to it in the background of your car while you're driving, you're still receive you're still praying it alongside with them, even if you don't necessarily know the words. Right. Um. The Dominicans, too, actually the Western province that's based right out here in Oakland, they have a website called Rosary Center, and Mm -hmm. it's good for, um, it has all the prayers for developing the rosary, but it has praying the rosary without distractions, because sometimes, you know, you want to open with with a little, maybe a little bit of the Bible or, you know, like a retelling of the exact mystery, but yeah. this one has an exact, you know, sentence, just a sentence for every single bead, you know. So the entire, because it's not just, we're not just, 
because you know the Bible and Jesus, you know, He doesn't want us um, reciting prayers without thought or just you know doing things just because. We really need to be meditating on the mysteries too. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, in the we... in the ending prayer, um, you know, it says that grant we beseech thee that meditating upon these mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, may we imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. So the meditation of the mysteries is the most important part. Yeah, and and we we should talk a little bit about what the what the rosary was created for. So so the rosary was actually um, given to us to to help us recite all one hundred fifty psalms, right? So so a lot of He's given to Saint Dominic. Yes, yeah. So a lot of yes, me. Haha. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, you're Dominic with one extra letter. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm born on his feast day. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, August eighth. So so that's that's my birthday. That's his on his feast day, and that's why I'm named Dominic. So. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Man, if you became like a a Dominican friar, you would be so encouraged to take the religious name Dominic, but your name is already Dominic, so I don't know if they will let you do that. Oh man, Fa- uh, there, there's a priest at St. Joseph in Pinole. Uh, I used to attend daily mass there when I worked in Richmond. Uh, he, he, like, he was like really trying to get me to, to join, uh, join the Dominicans. He was like, oh, your name is Dominic, you should join the Dominicans. <laughs> and, and I think like, I mean, he was he was extremely encouraging for for joining the priesthood. Unfortunately, I have a girlfriend. I don't really feel like becoming a priest, but um, I think I think you know priests like that are should should always be trying to to recruit uh, younger members into the priesthood. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons. Every man should consider the priesthood. Yeah. At least that you know when you're between that age of eighteen to twenty-seven, you know those peak years. You should be praying for the discernment of your vocation. So many people assume marriage. And I'm not saying because, I mean, even though the Council of Trent gives us that celibacy is a higher calling and closer to God, there, marriage is just important. You're populated in the church militant. You know, you, you know, you're, are you're populating the pews. It's just as important. You're, you're, you're um, creating the next generation of potential priests. Yeah. Right, so like but, none none of our priests would exist if if people didn't get married for obvious reasons. So, um, we we do need that part uh, filled as well. Um, but we just got a new vocations director actually, and I wanted to say congratulations to him and just mention that we have a new vocations director. And please um, pray for our old vocations director. Um, that will be um, um, Father. Um, He's a good friend of mine, Father Wayne Campbell. Um, so he's 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 gone now. I thought I didn't know. I didn't hear about that. Oh, as, okay. yeah, as of a couple of days ago, he stepped down. He's actually he's running a parish in Concord. He's running St. Bonaventure. I oh, think. okay, interesting. He's running one of those smaller parishes in Concord. Concord is like four parishes. He's running one of those parishes now because he, they they're just short on priests. That's the thing is we need more priests. We do, yeah. And, and I, I honestly have to say, we, we just need more people to, to be attending church and stuff like that. It, it's it's honestly kind of tiring for people like me and for people like you probably of hearing that just because we are uh, 
very pious Catholics, that doesn't mean we have to become priests. We're, we get this pressure from from all those around us. They're like, oh, you go to church every Sunday. You should be a priest. Like, that's not why you should become a priest. That's the bare minimum. Right, right. That's just the bare minimum of being Catholic, period. And, like, the fact that we've lowered the bar so much. Uh, well, to and, the level of sin. Because right. I, I'm, I'm just going to be plain and clear and just no fooling around here. Missing church on a Sunday or on a holy day of obligation is a grave matter and no Catholic can break that obligation under normal circumstances. Right. Except for now. This is very extraordinary circumstances. No, because there is no mass. Right. There's not even... <laughs> well, there's no public yeah. mass. You have to watch it on YouTube. Right. Because even like in the, if we were in a circumstance, like say you were in a country where Catholicism is outlawed for some reason or some reason the church is non-existent, you could theoretically, okay, you could probably fulfill it by going to an Eastern Orthodox. It's like the Orthodox are not even open right now. Right. I'm not even saying right now I would, you know, hop down the road to the Greek Orthodox Church right now. I'm fully faithful to Rome and I don't, you know, but they... I honestly can't think of any country where, where Eastern Orthodoxy is legal, but Catholicism is not. I don't think that we live in that kind of day and age anymore. In Russia... Catholicism is allowed, but they're not allowed to really proselytize. The stranger mm. thing is that Roman Catholicism is relatively fine. Byzantine Catholicism, on the other hand, is pretty suppressed there. Is You're it? Roman okay. It's fine. Just being Byzantine Catholic is because that's <laughs> offensive to the Russian Orthodox Church. Byzantine Catholicism, they would argue, they are also Romans, right? Because the Byzantine, Byzantine Empire is a continuation of the Roman Empire, so they're also Roman. They like to call us Latins, for, for I, I understand. Well, no, the Russian Orthodox Church, they really take offense to the idea, and they consider us a parallel or in opposition to them. The Byzantine Catholics, they consider them in opposition, and that's why... You'll often hear a lot of the leaders of the Sears churches being referred to as major archbishops instead of patriarchs. Is is that like a like an insult to them? No, it's because they or... don't they're they're afraid about insulting them. Oh, so the the the, the Catholic Russian Catholics don't want to be patriarchs. called patriarchs. Okay. If they call them patriarchs, it would it would offend the Russian Orthodox Church. Because then they would be in opposition to that. That's so dumb. I mean, honestly, like, it's just a title. It's a title that's very synonymous with bishop. So, like, if you're just calling him a bishop versus a patriarch, it, what's the difference? It's like calling the Pope Patriarch of the West. Like, sure, that's that's true. He is Patriarch of the West. Um, I, I just wanted to say... Uh, to all my friends who are watching, uh, yeah, welcome, thank you, uh, Father Simon Debro, David, uh, Jennifer Nastif. I'm glad you know to see all my friends who are here. And for those of you who aren't Catholic, you know, um, you know, we appreciate you maybe learning more about our faith. Um, um, but um, sorry for that tangent there. Um, but no, the whole idea. Well, because one, it stems from. In the mainstream Catholic Church, and I hate using the term Novus Ordo Church, because one, because the the Second Vatican Council doesn't create rupture. It's a continuation of tradition, even though we are facing a modernism crisis, 
that's not attached. But there's no rupture. So I hate using the term Novus Ordo Church, but... Says the guy who says no Novus Ordo Novembers. <laughs> no, it's like, like just, just remember in November, like, for some reason, I just, like, went to extraordinary form every, like, without going to an ordinary form in all of November. And it was just a coincidence that I just, like, got a chance to do that. And you're like, oh, no Novus Ordo November. <laughs> But, um, anyways, um, I hate using the term Novus Ordo Church, but like in, because the thing is what the situation we have in the traditionalist movement and the situation in the, the, the general Catholic church is different because in the main, in the, in the, for the priestly fraternity, St. Peter, for example, we have an abundance of vocations. We have a lot of people in, like, the Our Lady of Guadalupe Seminary in Denton. They actually don't have enough space for the amount of people who are getting calls to the traditional priesthood. The problem with us in the traditional movement is we don't have big enough churches and we don't have enough of them. For the, you know, for the uh, the, the Catholic Church and the diocesan, you know, movement or diocesan, you know, establishment, you see a lot of parishes closing and you don't see as many people going into diocesan Princeton. Mm-hmm. I think one of it is just the money that's associated with it. You know, it's expensive to go to seminary. Yeah, and just and, like the education requirements, like you need to get an MDiv, and that's not cheap. And if you don't become a priest, like that's not really going to pay out for you. So it's no, a lot of risk involved. They often want to see bachelor's degree. There's a lot of education that's involved with it. Often diocesan priesthoods older vocations. A lot of religious orders will take on people who are 17 or 18. Hmm. It's the exception, not the norm, but people who yeah. join religious orders or join a congregation end up are way younger than people who join. And, and part of it is because when you run a parish, you're running a business. True, true. And I'm not saying that it's like St. John of Arc Incorporated, but all the financials have to go through Father Ray. You know, for... Right. For St. Isidore and St. Raymond, you're running a school. That's a lot. So pray for diocesan priests, especially, you know, through the intercession of St. John Vianney. But, you know, I get it. There's So there's, back to my tangent, there's a vocations crisis. People are worried we're not having enough priests. You have a lot of priests from foreign countries coming in to help, you know, like the Diocese of Oakland, the Diocese of San Jose. Which we're not saying foreign priests are bad. We're just saying the fact that we can't draw enough from our population is bad. But that is a rare, yeah. that is that is extraordinary. Right. That was that was never a problem in previous generations. Right. Aside right. from it's... nuns having, you know, you know, groups of nuns having issues and stuff like that. Um, so, yes. Speaking of that, we do need more nuns as well. So, so for all the women they out there, schools. they're uh, they're invaluable. They, yeah. So, so they're they're they are extremely valuable to our church. And I mean, when I was growing up, we had um, religious uh, women everywhere, and they were very visible, and and I don't know how the, our our parish could have uh, operated without them. But nowadays, like you know, the nuns and sisters are very very, uh, their numbers are very decreased, and it's hard to, um, hard to see their presence Absolutely. because of that. Yeah. So a lot of what their their work has been has been like delegated off to lay people, uh, unfortunately, and so that that's sort of like. 
gives the appearance of their diminished value, which which is not the case. Like honestly, if we if we could have nuns run all of our youth ministry programs and like our parish office and all that stuff, like we would do that in a heartbeat. And and like if that were possible, I wish it were possible for that to happen. The sacristan um, should be a nun too. Traditionally, the sacristan would be a nun. That 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 too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a role for lay people in the church, and there's a role in the new evangelization. The night, the Knights of Columbus is part of that new evangelization, but it's important that we put a role for the religious in our community, not just praying for us, but they're an integral part of the Catholic experience. You know, hearing grandparents and stuff like that talking about this, going to schools that were ran by nuns. Um, right, being hit by rulers and all that crap. <laughs> you know was the one that apparently was really bad? Or not, I'm not, I'm not saying bad, but like really disciplinary is the Christian brothers. I had a, my dad had a friend who went to a high school ran by the Christian brothers and said that getting hit by a ruler was pretty common. Yeah. That the Christian brothers are kind of disciplinarians themselves, which is hilarious because the brothers at St. Mary's College, I love them by the way, but they are they're very chill very easygoing i would not see them being disciplinarians i i have to say like at saint mary's it used to be the case that the brothers would walk around in their full habit but when uh what's his la- what's the our last president who who was gallagher i think ron gallagher when he when he retired all of the brothers stopped wearing their habits which i think is an absolute tragedy I, there's a couple of visiting brothers who still do, and they. Oh, that's true. Not, yeah, but they're visiting for the Philippines, so they're visiting for another part where the Lasallian community is still growing, mm-hmm. and there's a traditional sense of Lasallian community. Yeah, well, because, let's let's continue to pray that that all of our religious uh, people uh, stop their decline, and we we start recruiting more people into that life. We start recruiting more diocesan priests because we need more priests in the world. Let's hope that we get more nuns um, and more benefactors. If you're if you're someone with a lot of money, you should donate to the Presbytery <laughs> St. Peter to I'm, the institute. I'm honestly right. I'm, I'm honestly praying that that like especially like religious groups for women. I think women feel very devalued in the church, and that's why there's a lot of calls for for ordination of women to the diaconate and the priesthood. But that's not true. Women are very very necessary to the church in the form of of religious vocation and i i just pray that um teachers that religious vocations for women become more prominent and and it's it's not undervalued as we have been so so let's continue to pray for all of that um and unfortunately i think we're we're about at the time for nine forty-five, so our time is is up right now thank you very much for joining us for the first ever episode of the 9206 show uh we will be back next week and of course we'll be back every day this week to say the rosary so please join us for that but especially next week we'll be doing another podcast uh, where we can talk more things and we'll might have a few guests uh might have a guest yes. or two joining us oh and a reminder too is this upcoming thursday is the feast of the ascension it's normally a holy day of obligation i believe mm-hmm. um even though that that currently is being lifted because there's no mass. You should try to live stream mass or pray the typica for those of you who are Byzantine or do a dry mass. You can even do a dry mass where you take out the offertory prayers. Yep. Um, 
you know, do something on that day because it's still a very important day in the church calendar. At so least read that. through the day, the, the readings for the, for the day, at yes. least at the very least and pray your rosary too. Yes. Okay. But yes, I, I didn't want to sidetrack you there, but yes, yeah. we're, we're <laughs> short on time here and right. we could, we could be talking all day. We have like five hour episodes. Right. I mean, this whole thing was created because Donovan and I were, uh, we're talking like frequently talk on the phone and we're just like all this stuff that we banter about could easily just become, uh, <laughs> could become a podcast just, just like a Taylor Marshall show, but a lot younger. Uh, just, just like, Two random kids that really have not no a, idea, not but... as not as serious. <laughs> not as We're serious, not right? We probably spent like a good fifteen minutes talking about buffets. Right. <laughs> I, I I don't know how that how that even how that even got in there, but uh, I think I think it's also good to show that uh, the Knights of Columbus isn't just a boomer club, right? Like we're not boomers. We're pretty we're pretty young, and we are trying to. Get more people our age to join because it is, it is boring that we only have. We, for we, those no, of you I don't have anyone my age in there, right? It's under if you're like under the age of thirty, hell, under the age of like forty, join nine two zero six. We're fun. We do fun stuff. We're not just, you know, uh, you know, a, a you know a pensioners club, and I. I you know, I know that there's kind of that culture because I remember when I first told someone I was in the Knights Club, I was like, isn't that an old man's club? You know, let's, you know, we should be doing fun stuff. We we totally can. And here you got two people. One's 25, one's 21. So if you're in this in the area of the East Bay, come join our council. Come join a meeting because we do all sorts of fun stuff. Especially you, Jacob. I know you're watching. <laughs> so shout out Jake. to Jacob Turnrose out down there in the comments. He's a, he's a mutual friend of ours, and uh, we'd love to see him join our council and have him on the podcast. He should come on the show. Right, should, exactly. Him and I get into some great conversations. Now, now he's never going to watch this again because we're, we're, we're calling <laughs> him out on the show for commenting. Oh, and if Taylor's there too, say uh, hi, Taylor. Yes, hi, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, not, not, got mar- they got married at St. Mary's. Right, they got, they got married like six months ago. Yeah. He's a... We're just going to talk forever if we don't put an end to this. So let's just stop now because we need material. But for those of you who are joining us next week, ask us questions. We'll answer your questions. We'll... Give us more stuff to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I Usually I don't have to go this early for Holy Mass. So maybe we'll do like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Of <laughs> two hours. Kind of I don't know if people are going to watch this for two whole hours, but we'll see. We'll see how popular <laughs> this gets. All right. But thank you very much for joining us for our first ever episode. This was a... Uh, a, certainly a great experience for, for us. It's really fun to, to work around with all these uh, technical tools like OBS Studio and whatnot. And uh, hopefully um, the technical issues will go away and the production value goes up. And uh, pray for us. We'll pray for you. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> I'm going to end the stream now. <laughs>